Righteous, ratchet, real. Real, real. Righteous, ratchet, real. Righteous, ratchet, real. Righteous, ratchet, real. Real, real. Righteous, ratchet, and real. Real, real. Welcome to the Righteous, Ratchet, and Real podcast. This podcast is for people who love God, but sometimes side-eye the church. We're three friends balancing the secular and sacred, the righteous and ratchet, as we discuss current topics through a gospel lens. We might say some things we're not supposed to. But you are probably thinking it anyway. You know how we say in the church. Charge to our head, head and not our heart. We're going to keep it real. Greetings, good people, and welcome to this episode of the Righteous, Ratchet, and Real podcast. I'm Ronay, and let me uh, shoot it over to my fabulous co-hosts. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Greta. Hi, this is Dr. Keisha. So today's episode is going to focus on what it means to protect your peace in the home. The last couple episodes in this series, we were talking about protecting your peace um, in ch- at church and in the workplace. But this episode, we're going to take it right to the house. We're going to talk about what it means to protect our peace and to be at peace at home. Now, anybody who knows me can tell you that my home is truly my inner sanctum. It's my soft space, right? It's the place where I feel the safest. Um, And so when it comes to my home, I'm going to do what I can, everything, really everything I can to make sure that my home is straight. Um, So let me, let me, let me talk to you all. Um, A couple weeks ago, there was this uh, viral video on TikTok. Um, and it was featured on Good Morning America. It was a young mom. Her name is Brianna James. She's the mother of four little munchkins. I think them babies are, they got to be stair steps. And I think they're probably all under the age of maybe five or six. So she got a whole lot of babies in her household and it's a lot going on. But she made a TikTok showing what her house looks like on a daily basis, right? And y'all, it was... It was a lot. It, it was a lot. Okay. I, I, think, uh, <laughs> I think I would call it a bit chaotic. There was stuff strewn everywhere. It seemed like every room that she showed, it was just mess everywhere. The kitchen yeah. was a mess. The, the hallway was a mess. The bedrooms. Um, and she was sharing that um, for, for a specific purpose. But first of all, I got to name that it went viral because this girl got dragged all up and down social media. Mm. Like people were talking so bad about this mom Mm. and on good morning America, she was able to explain the reason why she actually showed what her house looked like. Wasn't just to say, Oh, my house is a mess, but Mm. it was to normalize the idea of, um, having a home that was less than, you know, aesthetically pleasing, like most people would call uh, aesthetically pleasing. Um, And she did that because she struggles with depression and anxiety. I believe she said she also struggles with ADHD. And she wanted to just normalize and take the shame away from having a home that was very well lived in, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, but instead of that, folks really didn't get that that message. And they, you know, dragged her all over the place and were questioning her parenting and, you know, mm -hmm. which is never OK. Um, right. So the question then becomes, what does peace look like? You know, when someone's personal peace is not your brand of peace. Mm -hmm. um, there was this show long time ago, I guess it was about 2006. It was on the TLC network and it was called Shalom in the Home. And I think the show ran for about two seasons and it was a rabbi, Rabbi Shmuley. And this man was kind of like, the show was like a combination of hoarders meets super nanny meets Iyama Fix My Life, right? <laughs> a whole lot going on in the show. And I loved it because the rabbi served as kind of like a pastor, a therapist, and a life coach all at the same time. Mm. And he was using the, the biblical concept of shalom to mm -hmm. help families that were in trouble, right? The family may have had, a, had trouble with um, hoarding or just being a mess like this young woman, uh, Brianna James's situation, or maybe they had a child that was really acting out, um, or they had relationship issues that were impacting the whole family. And so he would enact really um, this, this concept of shalom. He would show them what shalom looked like in very practical ways. Mm -hmm. Now, you all know that shalom means wholeness and completeness mm -hmm. and well-being. It means peace and soundness, right? In mm -hmm. mind, in body, in spirit. It means welfare and health. It means prosperity. It means contentment. So he was trying to bring that whole ethos into to people's homes and show them how to, to capture that and maintain that in their homes so their homes could be their soft places to land. Yeah. Um, so in scripture, we have all of these references to, to what it means to be at peace in home, right? Psalm 4 and 8 says, I will lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. So right there, you see that safety and being able to, to lie down uh, comfortably mm -hmm. is a form of peace. Mm -hmm. And then Isaiah 32 says, uh, the fruit of that righteousness will be peace. Its effect will be quietness and confidence forever. My people will live in peaceful dwelling places, in secure homes, in undisturbed places of rest. That was Isaiah 32, 17 and 18. So, you know, there are biblical uh, 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 references for what peace in the home actually means. So when we say protect your peace at home, what does that mean, ladies? What does that mean to you all? How do you go about protecting your peace at home? So I just want to start by kind of going back to even what one of your first questions um, was that you asked is what does peace look like when personal peace is not your brand of peace and going back to that video, because I think we really have to talk about it for those who watched it, even like my first reaction was like, whoo. <laughs> took your breath away. Like, it took my breath away. And I really was like, oh my God, like I felt the anxiousness and the anxiety mm. for me yeah. looking at that level of chaos. Like I was like, yeah. I can't think. I just watched the video yeah. and I can't think. And so, you know, that really was a wake up call to me about what it looks like in terms of my own peace, right? Like what does peace look like for me? And so I had to recognize that um, 
everybody has their level of what they need their house to look like. Mm. So yep. that level could never work for me. I, I just could not work on function on that level. Right, but right, right. at the same time, there are moments where my house is not perfect. Let me, let me not even at moments. There's always a level of imperfection within my home. Mm -hmm. Nobody's mm -hmm. coming into my home and seeing a magazine, you know, like it is never perfect. You know, I was like at my house, we fuss about the fact that I usually have my laptop on the sofa. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm my partner crazy, but my laptop and whatever I'm reading at that time, whatever books I've been working in are on mm -hmm. my sofa mm -hmm. next to me because I'm always like, I'm oh, okay, I'm gonna jump into it, you know, at any moment. And so that right there creates a level of chaos for him that right. he doesn't like. And the level of chaos he creates for me that I don't like are socks on the floor. And <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> And so we have mm -hmm. to recognize that we all learn how to navigate peace within our home yes. for ourselves. And yes. we have to be able to, to handle that and to say to myself, you know, like, you know, my mom taught me years ago. She was like, you know, one of the things that she learned from um, my mother's uh, for my father's mother was the fact she was like, you know, you just have to do what you can do. And she's like, there is no need in driving up your blood pressure, trying to do everything. Mm. And so she mm -hmm. always said, you know, if you're not feeling well, it'll be there tomorrow for you to yep. take mm -hmm. care of. And so mm -hmm. that has been one of my guiding principles in my own life is mm -hmm. that sometimes, you know, dog care, if you have pets, if you are a pet mom, you yep. understand we know it that. is literally an everyday task to get yes. rid of dog hair. But some days I just do not have the energy to take care of that. And so I look at the dog hair and I fuss at it. And then I keep going about my business. <laughs> Amen, sister. But that day, that is the level of peace I do not want to chase. And I have to be okay with it. Right. And so for me, I think that that is the greatest thing is understanding even within the cycles of my daily life, mm -hmm. that inner peace looks different depending right. on the day, yep. what it is. And so that was one of the things I felt like I heard from that mom, like the chaos shocked me. But then she said, you know, like that I promised myself tomorrow is going to be a better day. And she's like, you know, she has to make the decisions. Am I going to miss out on my kids? And so what does it make sense within our homes if we are trying to keep a quote unquote perfect, you know, Instagrammable house at all times? And we have to take because that's time. Like, right. let's, yep. let's not front about that thing. That is time right yeah. and so if we are taking that time to put within a house and what it looks like for an idea of what somebody thinks your house should look like then we miss out on our yeah. opportunity to actually be present with the people who really make our home yeah. and so those are things that I think that we are always navigating is that we want to do better but we still have to recognize that it's day by day for me like it's it's right. any given day we're gonna get what we get period yeah and, and just to kind of piggyback on that you know i am never more at peace in my house than when my house is clean right mm -hmm. and, and i think that's true for a lot of people but reality like keisha was saying you know reality especially when it comes like that dog hair you know i can go down the steps now and see a puff of hair 
probably a couple of them. And, you know, I might get it. I might not. But, hey, um, it is what it is. So I say all that to say tidiness, and maybe not, but just going back to Brianna's situation, tidiness obviously was not her brand of peace. Right. And who are we to be judgmental of her for how she lives um, if she's all right with it? It's her house. She knows what's in her house and how it looks. The kids seem to be all right. I mean, so, you know, everybody's brand of peace is not your brand of peace. And so mm -hmm. I, sometimes we we dip and dab too much into other folks' business, right? Hey, come and, on, come and, on. And, you know, that whole phrase of sweep around your own back porch. Hey, and so, literally and figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's, that's what I say, you know, and, and just to go back to that scripture that you read, you know, obviously she was able to lie down at night and rest in whatever state her house was in. And if she's able to do that, then so be it. Mm -hmm. Right. And can we so, just talk about the fact that perfection does not equal peace? Right. Th say that again. Please. Perfection does not equal peace. Right. Like, just because something looks perfect doesn't mean that someone is at peace because you can be cleaning your house all the day long and not at rest. Right. Right. And when not be at peace alone. You are unhappy and you right. it looks right. wonderful. The presentation is there, but mm -hmm. you are not in a state of shalom. Absolutely. I think it really boils down to knowing the level of chaos that you are willing to deal with. Mm -hmm. Right. Knowing what your level is and being and if that's where you are, then that's where you are and right. being at, at peace with that. Right. You know, right. just like we talked about boundaries in previous episodes, that could be your boundary. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. if you're at peace and all the dishes in the sink are not washed, God bless you. <laughs> Sleep well. Um, but no one should be imposing that standard. Right. On you. You know, if that's right. not their standard. Mm -hmm. So when I think about creating peace in my own household, like there's two different ways I think about it. Mm -hmm. Like externally, I think about the fact that I want to maintain a peaceful household um, is kind of like what they do here in California during wildfire season, right? Mm -hmm. Half the year is wildfire season. We are a, a state that stays on fire. But <laughs> fire departments every year, go on this campaign talking about create, creating defensible space around your home. So what that means, if you live in an area that has wooded, you know, wooded uh, perimeter around your home, the fire department asks you to go out and create several yards, several hundred yards of what mm -hmm. you call defensible space, removing all of the brush from around your home so mm -hmm. that it's less likely to catch fire close to your dwelling place, right? Mm -hmm. So that is something that I do, right? It, it's an analogy, but it's it's definitely a spiritual practice, it's right? It's powerful, yeah. I believe in eliminating all kind of noise and obstructions mm -hmm. around my home. Even before you get to my door, it's peaceful, it's orderly. So that means our yard looks orderly. That, right. you know, the planting is, it looks good. It not only looks good, but it's orderly, right? We mm -hmm. don't have trash because... We live on a street where some people pass by and throw out trash, hate mm -hmm. it, but you know, all of that. Um, we have a, a door knocker on our door that says, peace to all who enter here. Because the whole idea is, it's peaceful inside, mm -hmm. but when people want you, 
at our doorstep to be at peace before you come inside because right. we don't want anything disrupting our peace. We don't want bring it in. Don't bring it in. Do not like not only wipe your feet, right? <laughs> wipe your attitude, right at the door. Okay. Talk about that. Like energy, like is a thing, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. part of energy is a whole thing. Like you coming in here with your mess. No. Like yeah. I had one of my girlfriends would say she was like, you know, at first she used to always be the house that everybody could come to and like unpack their stuff. And she was like, oh no, my house is getting way too heavy. She was mm-hmm. like, no, I had to put a stop to it. She was like, nope, don't come bring your baggage and okay. leave it here and leave out free. And my household got the, you know, the heaviness mm-hmm. of what it is that you brought in. Yeah. Right. I mean, I know, I know the saints aren't necessarily with it, but um, I anoint my home with oil. I, I anoint mm-hmm. all the door, the doorposts, but I also mm-hmm. every, once, once a year, I sage my home. Now I know mm-hmm. Some indigenous folks also have issues with folks using white sage. I don't use white sage, but you know, I do believe in smudging the home because it is a practice where you are able to just eliminate some energies and all of that stuff. Um, and so I, I do that. I, I believe that that is helpful. Um, and it's a, a, another way that I try to cultivate peace in my home. Mm-hmm. Now, cultivating peace in your home is more than just anointing or saging or, you know, a door knocker. Um, We have to also talk about the ways in which we maintain peace in the home and Mm -hmm. how our home and our peace is really an act of resistance against everything that pushes against us out in the world. Can we talk about white supremacy? Mm -hmm. Can we talk about Mm -hmm. misogyny? Can we talk Mm -hmm. about all of the things that the world brings? Right. That is my act of creating um, peace in the home. That's my act of resistance. Mm-hmm. That's not all. Yes. Can't bring that to my doorstep. You can't bring it into my home. Um, mm-hmm. And my children and my husband also benefit from that because mm-hmm. as black men, as black mm-hmm. boys, they are also dealing with a whole bunch of stuff as soon as they step right. off our porch. So that is my contribution in, to the household, you know, is keeping the peace. Now, keeping the peace sometimes means watching your tone. Mm -hmm. It means watching Mm -hmm. your intent with your words, right? Words create worlds. Words create Mm -hmm. worlds, right? Mm -hmm. If God spoke the world into existence with just one word, just some words, then we can create our own worlds, worlds of peace or worlds of chaos. Mm -hmm. The choice is always ours. So I'm intentional about my tone and about what Mm I say, how I say it. Um, and that's just to, for all of us, for all of our sakes. The yeah. goal is creating, you know, ease. Right. If I can jump in. So with that, with the whole tone thing. So I'm a loud talker anyway. You know, I'm told often you don't need a microphone to preach. You know, I'm just I just have that type of set of lungs on me. Right. But anyway, it's something that I've really had to be careful with with my child because I started to notice he would pull back and kind of go kind of retreat within, you know, inwardly, Mm -hmm. depending on how I responded or reacted to something he told me. And it, it, it dawned on me, it was my tone. And he's told me, mom, why are you so loud? Why are you fussing? And I'm like, I'm not fussing. Did that sound like fussing to you? And he would be like, yeah, you know, you know, and so I really have to be careful with that, especially with him, uh, because he has that sensitivity. 
but it's something that you really do have to watch out for because you might be, you know, thinking you're portraying one thing and someone is receiving it totally different. Mm -hmm. And so it's really, I'm glad you mentioned that, Renee, because that's something we really do have to be careful with, especially for us loud talkers. <laughs> I hear that for sure. I mean, the things we say can create safety mm -hmm. or not, you know, mm -hmm. our, our words, our tones, even we could be saying the same. Just, I mean, you said it, you're, if, if, if you're a loud talker and you say one thing, you know, you say, take out the garbage, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it may come across completely different <laughs> and right. And, and even violently, you know, mm -hmm. so someone could feel unsafe. Like, hey, why are you yelling at me? I didn't do that. I, right. just, I was, was going to take it out after Right, exactly. And and, and yeah. that's how he was receiving. I'm like, yeah. oh, that was not my intent. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and even with Brad, you know, there's some things that we'll talk about and he'll say something. I'm like, what did I do? And he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you acting like I'm about to, you know, whatever the case may be. He's like, that's not what I meant at all. And mm -hmm. so, you know, how we hear, you know, is, is so also so important with that whole peace aspect. Not only what we say, but how we hear as well. Yeah. So, Takesha, you already hit on it, but you said um, that a clean house doesn't always mean a peaceful house. I, I say the same thing, that a, a beautiful home um, doesn't equal peaceful home, even though I, I'm one that loves aesthetics. I, you know, I love it. I love that my house has to look a certain way. Paint colors have to be soothing and, you know, all of this. Furniture has to look just right and be just a certain level of comfort, but truly those things do not equal peace. Mm -hmm. um, and I will also say as women, you know, mm -hmm. we have the ability to create what's called temperature control mm -hmm. with our words and with the ways in which we show up because, mm -hmm. you know, for some of us, for some of us who are all, who are nurturers, not all of us are, but for some of us who are nurturers, you know, our words and the things that we do, mm -hmm. um, create an atmosphere or a temperature yeah. Yeah. in the household and that can be conducive to peace or not. So, yeah. Right. But let's just, let's just go back to Brianna James and her, and her little munchkins. So when, when we have our level of chaos, that's acceptable to us mm -hmm. and our friends or our loved ones come <laughs> over for a visit, you know, you know, come on, come through. We, we do, you know, we're going to throw some ribs on the grill. Da, 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 and your house may not be, you know, up to their standards and they speak on it like, oh, gosh, like, you know, my mother lives. Um, my mom has <laughs> she lives in our backyard. Now. We built her a tiny house. She lives in our backyard. So sometimes. Careful. <laughs> right, 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 right. And sometimes she walks into something that's, you know, kind of just, you know, it's our level of chaos, which is acceptable. Mm -hmm. but may not be her. So, you know, sometimes I have to navigate that pushback from mm -hmm. her. Mm -hmm. so, so mm -hmm. What do you all do? What, what are we to do when our loved ones, our girlfriends, our peeps come over and they got something to say about our peaceful state? You know, that's not their peaceful state. Yeah. Right. right. You know, my, um, <laughs> my uh, significant other's mother has not been or stepmother has not been here and so she keeps threatening she's just gonna pop up and that has like driven fear into my heart 
that mm. pop up on a day that, <laughs> that we're living with our chaos and we also ready. <laughs> Come on. I'm sorry. I'm like, and I know it's not going, none of the blame is going to be put on him, even though they know who he right. is. Oh. All of it will fall on me. That's true. So that thing, I'm like, who am sweating bullets? And so mm-hmm. I, from the level of having just moved in here within a year and being like, I messed up the sunroom and I needed to paint it. And I'm like, please buy this paint so I can unpack the rest of these boxes. Like we need to paint so I can unpack the boxes in my office so that you know when she pops up, she's not looking at that. But what I'm recognizing and what is freeing me up with, you know, watching the video and even having this discussion is that I'm saying to myself, like, this is what you're living with right now because you understand that this is where you have to be right now. Mm. And so it is about, being unapologetic for the realness that is me. I'm like, look, you enjoy the wonderfulness of me and how I treat you and what I do with you and all of those things. So do not, and bless it, you know, the, the elders are especially the ones, child. Mm, okay. And you know, want to like, you know, dust your walls. Cause you know, I'm like, look y'all there. And I have to recognize who I am and be unapologetic for it because, you know, right. she's like once a year, she's washing baseboards. Y'all, mm-hmm. I'm right now just praying for some a maid service to come in, you know, twice a year and do baseboards because I refuse mm-hmm. to my hands and my knees going around three levels of floors cleaning baseboards, point blank, period. If the Swiffer and the broom, whatever is left after that, it is what it is. If you need anything more than that, I welcome you to come on ahead, get on your hands and your knees here but as for me and my house (laughs) we are not doing baseboards and so I think that that's part of it too is just recognizing and being comfortable with you and who you are and being willing to let them know like I'm sorry I hear what you're saying but for me no the way my time is set up you know like you Mm. know Kevin Harper's talking about the way his bank account is set up, the way that my time is set up. That's good. That's good. I can't. I cannot right. do that because I'm not going to be able to get to all the things I'm already ragging myself yes. about what I don't do if I'm yep. chasing after what you need me to do to make right. you think that I'm good enough. No. I have to recognize within myself that I am good enough and I get to make the choices for me and my household. That's right. Others' expectations have jacked us up and twisted us and tied us up in so many ways that we are just a bunch of knots, okay? My God. I, have, I literally have in my notes, Keisha, know who you are mm-hmm. and what makes you happy and what yes. you can live with. And I think that's key. I just got off the phone with my brother. He and his wife, they're celebrating 25 years today. Ooh. And um, they have a big to do this weekend. And he, my brother was saying, I'm so stressed out, Greta. I said, you, y'all getting the house ready, huh? He said, yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, because all these people are coming. He's trying to get the, they're trying to get the house to be a certain whatever they want it to be. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm just so stressed out. And, and it's not because of them having the house the way they want it. 
is them having the house the way they feel like we want it. Right. You right. know, and so it's like, and I get that. Trust me. If, if if I had people coming over here, I'd be doing the same thing. Trust and believe. But, you know, it's just amazing how we allow other people's expectations to really control us and, and get us to do things that do stress us out. Right. Right. How often, like, have we not been in that moment where somebody is coming over and you're like rushing to, you know, throw things in closets or yeah. like when they get there, you're like apologizing, like, I'm so sorry, mm-hmm. like, you know, because we are really thinking about what their perception is. Right. And oftentimes their perception or what we think their perception is, is not even what it really is because they know their level of chaos in their house, you know, mm-hmm. but a lot of times mm-hmm. it's based on what media and especially living in the Instagrammable, you know, true yeah. the moment, right? Yeah. Where like people show you this level of perfection and you think it to yourself, why my living room don't look this good? Like you know what I mean? Look and never will. <laughs> and never will that part, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just recognizing that you know like i've seen some tiktokers even do videos where they're like they show like the perfect room that is the picture and they're like remember there's always a room that looks like this and that's the one where they threw all the junk from the room right, right. Know, photographing and yeah. so, you know i think it is a level of transparency and honesty that we have to get to within ourselves to say Mm-hmm. perfection is not really a thing mm-hmm. and somehow yet we consistently are chasing perfection and often our perfection is not about what our ideals are mm-hmm. but our ideals are formed by other people's ideas or what we think you know like right. my home is not going to be a magazine shoot i don't care how many designers and decorators tell me look we live here from day mm-hmm. to day mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. And all I'm trying to do is manage my level of peace and chaos. Thanks. And, and let me say this. Zoom has helped the whole Zoom backgrounds. Let me clarify. <laughs> Zoom perfect, backgrounds right? have helped a whole lot of folk, okay? Yep. Believe, this is not my house behind me, but I thank God <laughs> for the Zoom background, okay? <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> Y'all, that's not that's not Ronnie's situation though, right? Ronnie is no, not. No, really not. <laughs> I'm trying Today to get my heart on the wall still. <laughs> Today I'm in my office, but I typically we do this when I, and I'm at home. But yeah, I that's 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 probably the best part of the house though <laughs> that I'm showing you. <laughs> <laughs> But all of this, all of this talks that reminds me that, you know, women are often the ones who are expected to be the keeper of the soul keeper of the household. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our expectations of perfection, like all of that weight usually falls on us. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so I remember when uh, we were on our um, study tour for our doctoral mm. uh, degree. Now we all you know that that's where we all met. Mm-hmm. But we had to go to South Africa. So um, the trip was a couple weeks long and I brought enough laundry, uh, enough clothes to last me the two weeks. But, you know, we were at a hotel like halfway through the trip and I wanted to do laundry. So mm-hmm. they had the laundry service at the hotel. 
And I ring down, rang down to the front desk and they sent a, a lady up. And I was having a conversation with this lady and I was telling her, you know, I feel a little bit weird about giving you my, my, you know, my delicate underthings, my underpinnings, you know, I said, because typically I'm the one handling them or my husband, he mm. does laundry. And she stopped in her track because she was loading my laundry into her bag. And mm. she, I said, my husband is the one who, who typically does laundry. And she stopped. She said, ah, he do? I said, yeah, he, he does the laundry. He do? <laughs> Yeah, he does the laundry. You know, he do. Yes, he does the laundry. Ah, lazy woman. And I was like, oh, oh she called oh, me lazy. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I said, oh, my goodness. And I thought about the fact that the cultural phenomenon of mm. women keeping the home, it ain't just Americans, it's, it's mm. all across the world. Wow. The world, we have this idea that women are the ones, the only ones who are supposed to be doing the work mm -hmm. in the home. And so right then and there, I had to back it up because, of, of course, being called lazy, like triggered some things in me. I had to, right. you know, I, I had to get myself together. I'm like, I'm not lazy. I got a job and I'm getting a doctoral degree and I'm, right. I got a husband and three kids. Right. I had to, to y'all, I had to. Ooh, but, you know, uh, it's. It's funny you mention that because those expectations are on us, especially as women. We're the, we're the keepers of the home, like you said. You know, I grew up, you know, and was taught women keep the home, men keep the cars and the lawn, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. and, and that was the division of labor, so to speak, yep. you know, for Southern women and men. And so, you know, get married and try to bring that dynamic into our home. And it just did not work for us. And so, you know, Brad and I had to come to a realization of our work too. We're both working, right? And time is not our own. And so I couldn't do it all. Yeah, I'm superwoman. I, I'm Wonder Woman. I believe that. But, you know, when it came to that, I struggled. And so, like you said, Archie helps you. I know definitely Brad, you know, he, he does laundry, makes, you know, we, we share in the responsibility. But, you know, I think the important part for us was realizing what worked for us and what didn't work for us. Mm -hmm. And so trying to bring in that dynamic of women got the home, men do the grass in the, in the cars, that, no, 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 that didn't work for, for the Fowler family. <laughs> and, and figuring out that it didn't work really saved us a lot of peace mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it was robbing us of our peace. That's good. Sometimes pushing back on societal norms is what you have to do mm -hmm. in order mm -hmm. to protect your peace. Maybe that's what that means for, for a lot of people. I mean, that's what it meant right. for us because laundry is not my strong suit. Period. <laughs> I hear that. You know, and it has to be done. And Archie don't mind doing it. So, right. That is what it is for us. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So that is today's episode. We hope that something was said or that you felt something in this episode that got you to think in or that inspired you or, or something um, that, or at least that will keep you coming back for another episode. Right. Yes, so I do want to mention before we go that there was one book um, that uh, my best friend, Charlotte Avery wrote. It's called 40 day tone of voice tone down. 
transform your relationships one octave at a time. Now, if you struggle with your tone of voice or if you or your partner or the folks that you share a household with struggle with their tone of voice and think they could benefit from maybe working on that to help the relationship along, that book is for you. All right. So that's today's episode. We'll see you next time.